Yeah, so it wasn't Podcast Monthly magazine. I don't know if there is such a magazine. Um, it's probably but I'm trademarking. If there I'm, is. I'm, tra- I'm trademarking it if if it's not, and if it's a thing that people want to do, or if it does exist and you want to sponsor us. That's right. <laughs> Hello there. Hi. <laughs> Cheers. Because I don't want to sound too loud because I was reaching, and so yeah, the microphone is very, very much right on my face. We're working with some new microphones here. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Homebound Happy Hour. I am not Anna. I am Andy. I am not Andy. I am Anna. That's a weird way to introduce ourselves. Yeah, you started it. I did. And I will finish it. <laughs> this is episode 39. 39. Yep. This episode's officially older than me. The in number. None of this. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had two sips of the drink already. Yes. Um, thank you for joining us for happy hour. As always, happy hour is uh, time for for us to have some drinks and conversation. Yeah. And um, what are we drinking today? Um, I don't. There's no name for it. I think. Okay. Like when I when I was looking for, it was basically, <laughs> I wanted a vehicle for this keto apricot jam that we have, and so I looked up apricot jam cocktails. Or jam cocktails. And I found a few. Um, I landed on this one, which is, I mean, essentially, I mean, it's just three ingredients. It's uh, the apricot jam, lemon juice, and gin. Um, I wanted it to be a little heavier on the jam. So I put like twice what the recipe said. But it's basically just called a gin and jam cocktail, according to the website that I found it on. An apricot? Yep. I'm not gonna call it that. Ginnicott. <laughs> Ginnicott. I don't know. I'm. I, these are these are winners, and they're all free, and mm-hmm. and you're not. You don't seem interested in any of them. So, this is probably <laughs> something I would have made on my own anyway, and mm. then just finding that recipe was validation for what I was thinking already. Yeah. Um, it's nice. It has a little bit of a texture from the jam. It's got a little bit of um, like a. Like, not grittiness, but, you know, like a pear almost. It has, like, some viscosity. I'm I'm amazed at your just creative ability to mix things. You know, not just drinks, but also cooking. Uh, And this is coming from someone who who cannot, or not cannot, but I just don't stray from a recipe or instructions. Mm. I... When I um, was a little kid, I was a little boy. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's a Family Guy shout yeah. out. Um, no, that was just me doing George Lucas pitching the idea of. <laughs> right. Uh, actually, it's uh, Patton Oswalt. Oh, thing, okay. Uh, about the, I, the, I the remember new, it. The yeah. Star Wars, the new Star Wars movies. Well, th- then the new Star Wars, like Phantom Menace and all this. Anyway, when I was a little boy, um, little Andy, and got into Legos, 
I was very insistent on, you know, building them direct to the specifications to the blueprint. I would have made a good contractor because like I wouldn't mm-hmm. have or like an um, engineer or maybe not because like I didn't want to stray from the plans at all because like this is the you know th- this is what works. This is what the police station or whatever it is that I was building. Oh god. Um <laughs> I got well, like Randy. I got, I got the whole town ta- I got the town one. Little baby bootlicker. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> They, uh, you know, it came with the, it, He's well, not, they no. come with it, but you'd buy the different, you buy the police station. There was the, yeah. uh, the paramedic thing, hospital, and then the, the fire station. Uh-huh. And then there's like the gas station anyway. So they'd come on these little plates, uh, like with a piece of road and you know, square. So you'd build the thing and then you put them all together and you make your little Lego town, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure my parents were very appreciative at the minimized floor space they now had in their house because of my sprawling metropolis uh-huh. see because this was like sims or whatever computer games before then um but i had friends that would do the same thing and they were into legos too but then you know they would just they would just go off on their own and build oh well i built a, a super a super police station it has dinosaur. I mean, they just got really creative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like a, a hospital with gas station pumps inside the ambulance or something. <laughs> you know, they would mix things. And I'm like, you can't do that. The instructions do that's, not allow. That's not functional. <laughs> it's um, a perversion of t- Legoland. Speaking of. Um, perversions of Legoland. Perversions of Legos. Uh, that reminded me of the Weren't ultimate you, troll. Didn't you. Uh, do a DJ set opening up for him. <laughs> Perversions of Lego. <Legoland. laughs> yeah. Um, no. So <laughs> this week, um, the owner of my restaurant came in and was telling me about her Christmas with her kids. And uh, she has two daughters. They're like four and seven, I think. And the seven-year-old got a big set of Legos. And the four-year-old got upset for not getting enough attention so she stole an integral piece of the lego set and hid it somewhere so her sister could never finish it which is hilarious (laughs) that's such a good troll that's 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 beyond trolling that's like you know that's junior level hostage right future sociopath (laughs) how much is it worth to you you know kind of thing (laughs) Yeah, so that was pretty funny. Um, well, it's been um, it's been quite a week so far, huh? Kind of, kind of a few days. Today is why? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I missed something. So we uh, we are recording uh, this episode on thir- is it Thursday? Thursday, January seventh. January seventh. Yeah. So if you um were around. Uh, yesterday, January sixth, there's there's some stuff. I mean, there's been stuff happening. Uh, like, um, Pretty unfortunately, major when the clock struck midnight and 2021 started, uh, everything did not magically get better. Right. And uh, it kind of was like, oh, we were complaining about 2020, and now 2021's like hold my Long Island, mm. <laughs> <laughs> hold my hold my top, top shelf, shelf Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh God. Um, 
Yeah, so you're probably enough aware of what was going on, so we don't, we're not going to spend a lot of time going into all the details. I mean, we, we do, do want to care about it, and right. I've been posting, and you have been posting plenty about it, but um, it's. I feel like there needs to be some kind of reprieve from talking about it, which is today's podcast. Right. Yeah. So this will be a nice little. Again, not to minimize the importance of what's going on, but we've we've cleared a couple of hurdles for now. It's just sort of a, a waiting game anyway, a uh, very nervous waiting game because we're not really sure what's what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, we're just trying to count down the days until um, things get better. But uh, we had a, actually, a, a, I think everything fell in place nicely uh, when we were talking about ideas. So you'll... You'll be pleased with our theme, I guess, this week, as it were. <laughs> um, what else? I I could do a little Dottie update. Oh, yes. We have a pup date. Yeah. Uh, last time, Dottie was not... Was out of sorts a bit, but... So, she had... Um, a, like, a, like a bladder infection, basically. Like a, you know, little doggy UTI. Now, that had nothing to do with what else befell her which was somehow in the time while she was being treated for that infection whether i don't i don't think it was at the vet it may have been loopy from the medication or something like that but she did somehow injure her back and perhaps slipped a disc so like her neck yeah like her yeah right so it's kind of i mean not that I, not funny in any way, but I, you know, I had been talking to a couple of customers that were waiting for there to go and they asked me how she was and I, I said, oh yeah, no, like it looks like she like injured her back or her neck or something. And I, I'm surprised like, you know, days later you sent me that article and it turned out to be exactly what it was. But, you know. Yeah. And that was the last, because we were just trying to figure it out. Yeah, we were just trying to figure out what the heck was going on with her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, once you start going down that rabbit hole, you get into some really, um, really scary anxiety inducing mm-hmm. things because. Well, yeah, it's just like with humans, like you go on WebMD and like, you're going to die. Yeah. It's the same thing with dogs, <laughs> except, you know, it's just you're like, oh, how can I help you? Because you can't tell me what's wrong. Yeah. Um, so that's our pup date. What was I going to say? I think. Well, she she appears to be on on the mend. I mean, once we finally yeah. figured out what was up with her, they were able to uh, to start treating that. So she seems yeah. she seems a little more back to her normal-ish. usual self. Yeah. yeah. So now, when we go out for a walk. Um, I have to pick her up and carry her down like the porch steps and then the steps to the street. Um, And then the same thing with the backyard. Like there's two steps to get down into the it's a very small backyard. But, you know, just so she can like pee really fast. Um, I have to carry her. Because she she's not supposed to jump up on things or off of things, especially in that's. It sucks at night because, you know, she likes to sleep with us and she can't right now and won't be able to for a few more weeks. 
It's like a four to six week healing process. Yeah. With minimal movements. Dottie, Dottie does not like to be held back. Well, she was, she was, that's, you know, why we were like something else is, is up with her. Cause she was just so, um, I don't want to even say lethargic cause it she wasn't was like morose. Yeah. That's a good word for it. Cause she was totally aware of everything that was going on around her. She just was uninterested. Yeah. And just like kind of like, she was in pain. like listless or I don't yeah. know, just sort of like, I don't, I don't have time for that. And then she would just go into one of, one of two like hidey places or safe spaces mm-hmm. for her. And I mean, she was still interested in the things that made her interested before it was just like i can't do that shit now yeah like when when Um, she didn't want to eat anymore that's when i was like okay we got to take her back and see the doctor and um i mean i i do want to give a quick shout out to b street veterinary because they i mean they figured out what was up like pretty much right away the specific doctor dr mendez is awesome so really happy with that so, onward and upward for that. Yeah. Uh, so we have a nice little uh, as, update as our first. Uh, <laughs> we need like a what do they call them stingers? I forget what they call them, but yeah, a sting. something like yeah. that. Yeah, sting stingers. <laughs> yeah, where we like hit a button, it's like pub date. <laughs> what do they call them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that being the, our first episode of of the two thousand. 21 mm-hmm. year of our Lord and Savior. Why would you? Um, <laughs> Santa Claus. Santa Claus. That's perfect. Um, yeah, we I had do, some fun I do things. love me some Christmas. We had some fun things. Uh, I know we tied a bow on some things from 2020 last time, but mm-hmm. um, that bow has become slightly untied because we have a couple more things to, to sort of uh, mm-hmm. celebrate about. 2020 so uh do you want to do that when we come back yeah okay sure so our uh i wanted to talk about a couple of things um as i mentioned we thought we were done with 2020 but you know awesome things just continue to happen and so i stumbled upon something awesome would you like to hear about it or not so much? Of course I would, Andy. <laughs> okay. So, um, the podcast depends on it. Every year, um, there is something called, uh, that gets released on July, <laughs> July, January 1st. Um, that comes from the Lake Superior State University. Uh, and it is the, their annual, uh, banishment list so banished words and or phrases for the year so anything Um, that was overused or got annoying right and i guess it's it was uh it's primarily the users like people submit words and then rationale like why they think it should be uh banished but uh this started in 1976 which was the year i was born Mm -hmm. Uh, so they tell me and um, it's been going on every year. So I wanted to go into the list for 2021, what well, released 2021. So these would be banished words, 
from last year. And so you can go, we'll, we'll post the link um, so you can explore these further because they have a rationale from that. So the, the banished words for this year um, Spoiler are, alert. the first one is COVID-19. So that includes COVID, coronavirus, and uh, the uh, euphemism Rona. Uh-huh. Oh, um, yeah. Which, I don't know. I, I, don't... Still, I don't think giving it a cute nickname is really appropriate. <laughs> I know. When, like, most of our livelihoods are at stake here. I know. <laughs> like... Like, you don't want to see, like, a cute, hey, it's Coroni. Yeah, a like little, the mascot. The, yeah, a little <laughs> mascot with, with the, like, the the cartoon hands. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we have cartoon hand gloves. Oh. Well, there are there are people that did that for their Halloween costumes, and they went to their parties that they shouldn't have gone to. Oh, cool! I'm sure there are plenty of those, but um, so so for example, like they they have the the term or phrase or whatever, and they have an explanation which basically says this: a, a lot of people are clearly resentful of the virus, and uh, no matter how necessary they are, like I guess people are kind of done with that, which is interesting because. I think that's part of the whole psychology of the of how people are behaving. It's like, ugh, enough already. I'm tired of hearing about. It. Let's just go to a bar. Let's just go to a restaurant. Let's just go to each other's house. Mm-hmm. I'm done with this. Um, I've thing, heard that so. sentiment spoken aloud by some people um, at my restaurant. So I don't think that obviously that's going to be going away as much as we would wish, but hopefully with um with vaccine and all that it could be a much less used phrase in the vernacular and uh the odd thing which you mentioned yesterday that because of all the stuff that went on yesterday you didn't think about you forgot about covid yeah Yeah. i i wasn't thinking about covid at all yesterday i just i mean i was just we were glued to the television all day watching the news and posting and reposting and all that stuff. Um, so a lot of these other words are, have to do with COVID. So there's um, some familiar phrases such as social distancing, um, unprecedented, as in unprecedented times. I know I've made fun of that because yes. I, you know, when I describe things that happened before last year. You say you say back in precedented right. times. No, okay. So the reason I said spoiler alert like a couple minutes ago was because we were talking about being tired of some of these phrases pretty early on after we started the podcast, yeah. Which was in the beginning of like when quarantine started. Oh sure. Yeah. Well, and I've always, I mean, not not to be one of those like, well, I thought of it first. But uh, I I would have a list of words or phrases that I would say okay we need to we need to stop using those and it was mostly because um, I would hear I would hear teachers like still using vernacular from like a decade ago um, hanging out with my peeps right <laughs> and um, wh- I remember you telling stage, me specifically yeah. that that bothered you <laughs> and it's you know I'm not gonna I'm I'm not um, free of culpability because I do that too but it's interesting because as teachers and I'm not in the classroom anymore so that's um so I know nothing about pop culture if not for for you but 
for people that have such an interaction with kids that are like the the experts in pop culture and phrases and stuff like that, it's interesting that they still tend to use um, phrases. I don't know from like maybe outdated. when they were in school, like "you go, girl" or you know things like <laughs> that. <laughs> oh snap! Oh man! So my without mom, fail, my yeah. mom was a big fan of girls rule and boys drool (laughs) but she knew she was too old for it and she did it anyways and it was so fucking charming anyway um so speaking of the first one that's actually a phrase like that is uh i know right what yeah that's on the list that's on the list i will not abandon you ikr i will continue (laughs) to say it and i'll do the exclamation point and question marks side by side. I know, right? Well, a wordsmith uh, posits that if you know, why do you need to ask if it's correct or seek further approval? It's because we're so dependent <laughs> on each other socially. We need validation. I know, right? Yeah. Or it's a cute way of saying, I agree with you. Yeah. I know, right? Yay! <laughs> um. Um, also, I'd like to thank and credit the gays for probably coming up with that. <laughs> uh, so we also had, I'm sorry, back to the COVID-related ones. Uh, we also had an abundance of caution. I didn't hear that too much. Or if I uh, did, maybe That was I like at the, at the beginning when yeah. everyone started shutting down and, you know, we got emails from all the companies and mm-hmm. like freaking. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I think my um, old job was sending emails with like that in Jamba it. Jamba Juice was like, out of an abundance of caution, we've decided to close <laughs> our store. You know. So um, wait, so I don't want to. I'm like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm going to do a spoiler, so I'm not going to finish my thought here. You go. Well, finish your thought, so you don't. No, I'm afraid I was going to spoil the list. I was just saying, like, what I was thinking about the unprecedented times, and um. I was like, oh, I bet there's another one, but I don't want to spoil it, so I'm sure it's coming up. I haven't read the list. Could it be in these uncertain times? It's not that, but also, yes, that's good. Well, that's another one. In these uncertain times. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's overused indeed. And then um, in terms of that, we're all in this together. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that's another one. Also very overused. Because we're clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I mean, know. Like we're I, existing at the same time, I guess, right. in that sense. <laughs> we're all in this uh, Petri dish together. But I think that was like a kind of like trying to rally people together at the mm-hmm. time. And then we've we've quickly learned that like about half the population doesn't give a fuck if we're in this together or not. Right. Um, so one of the other ones was Karen, which has become. Yeah, I got popular. sick of that, too, especially working at a restaurant. Yeah. Um, but I guess because it kind of has taken on the uh, uh, anti-racist critique of um the behavior of white, particularly white women in response to their interactions with black, indigenous, and mm-hmm. 
um, people of color. Yeah. I mean, it, it started... Karen started as a restaurant thing. We've been saying that for years. Yeah, I know. Karen's and would, Chad's. You've been saying that as long as... Yeah. We've oh, some fucking Karen. Yeah. But like, yeah, so it became something else. And then there was like, you know, Backyard Betty and all that stuff. Right. Because then, of the response to white women reacting to black people. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. And, and what the... What the um, the note says is that it's I guess the complaint is that it's it's become uh, like a misogynistic term for we've talked about this before not on the podcast but just privately and I like saying women any any woman who reacts over emotionally uh, is often you know that gets uh, calm down Karen yeah 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 yeah, no, I disagree with that. I think the Karen the Karen thing is like someone who wants to speak to the manager or who like won't be happy no matter what you do for them. You bend over backwards and they still give you a one star on Yelp. Yeah. Anyone that's worked retail or customer service. Yeah. Or food service, yeah. whatever, knows knows exactly who you're talking about. There are a about. lot of Karen's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From the, do you have any more in the back? And she's got the, like her Michael Kors purse in the crook of her elbow, possibly with a dog in it. Yeah. Do you have any more in the back? Oh, can you just go check? Make sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let me go um, into the four by five foot uh, yeah. distribution what, warehouse. How big do they think the back that, is? <laughs> I well, I wonder if I'd like to see the Venn diagram of quote unquote Karen's. And then, you know, people that have worked retail or food service at some point <laughs> in their life, I wonder how many, is it possible that the two things cannot coexist? Like, there's no way a Karen has ever worked customer service or retail right? Um, or food I, service. I feel like the Karen that I think of has had many things handed to her. Mm-hmm. She has very rarely worked for what she has. In my mind. Um, I'll also take this moment to extend the the um, apology to any of our listeners that are actually named Karen, but I know that, um, <laughs> you know, we're not. Um, I yeah, mean, we're not know. talking about you, girl. <laughs> uh, you, but you've been dealing with this, I'm sure, from, from others. So um, also, I wonder how many people that submitted Karen to the banished words list are named Karen because they're tired of being. Yeah, probably. Um, it's it's only Karen. It's mm-hmm. like a Karen conspiracy. They all got together and. It's like when you have the same name of someone. You know that's that's um, has achieved notoriety for mm-hmm. like the wrong reasons. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of having the same name, uh, there's Anna. Um, Delphi. I want to say. Was the the New York grifter woman oh, really? that I was talking about, and they're coming out with a series with her, huh? Uh, or about her this year with Julia Garner, and I'm very excited. Anna, some. Anyways, go on. Um. So, I think the last couple, and this is probably I probably went in like the wrong order. There's not an order. It's not a ranking or anything. But uh, what one of the last ones is pivot. 
I don't recall that other than from friends. I don't. I didn't. It's been pretty, um, pretty common. Um, I will add one. One that I probably would have added is circle back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, definitely circle back. But I've used it and I've caught myself using it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. God damn it! <laughs> but sometimes doing I don't. The thing that I hate. I don't know how else to circle back to something. <laughs> right, but in like in work, it's very easy to, um, you know, and th- that's the other thing about working in education is that there's a lot of buzzwords and phrases, mm-hmm. and you know, you're sort of inundated the the more popularity that uh, the more steam that they gain so you find yourself using those phrases a lot too i think that's like with any kind of office environment like where you have to use like a certain meeting structure and stuff like that yeah they that's very they use the uh, same there's a lot of uh there's a big push and this is i'm sure fascinating to the listeners um you know project management's always a, a big thing and so there's there's terms that are used there and then that's you know that's one of those i guess we could just say revisit yeah why don't we revisit this later or you know when andy why don't we revisit this <laughs> later when you get your shit together and actually <laughs> do what you were supposed to have done and then my response is i would absolutely be open to having a dialogue about uh <laughs> communicating when we could come together to have a conversation about the potential of bringing our collaborative That's skills very together. Michael Scott, like, do not ever, to... for ever any reason, <laughs> don't, you know. ASAP is possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the final word on this list is sus. Sus? Oh, like sus. suspect or suspicious? Uh, shortened version for suspicious. In the I, video game Among Us, I've always read it as suspect. But well, since we're suspicious. since we're hardcore video gamers, maybe we <laughs> should figure out what that means because that's yeah. what I Among mean, Us. I've, I've heard of it, but I Among don't. Us is one of the ones that was like a cheaper download if we wanted to get it for about maybe a day and a half. Not that long ago, I was I saw references to Among Us. You see, and it's a horror movie. No, in my brain, it was recalling the show "This Is Us." Oh, and so it did. I didn't. I didn't really that, like, do show like, that makes everyone cry that we've yeah. never watched. <laughs> right. Mandy Moore is in it. <laughs> but um, which I've I've never seen. I've never seen or played the uh, the game. But again, I didn't do a deep dive. But every time I saw that referenced. Um, <laughs> I thought of this. That's a like, funny thing to confuse. Why are they? Yeah. <laughs> why are they bringing that up? I mean, why that's is a, it I know it's a popular show, but I guess no, it's okay. popular enough. So the thing that I was maybe <laughs> referring to a little while ago wasn't even on your your list, which was the new normal. Oh, fucking that's hate the one. new normal. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I can't wait for it to go away. Um, oh man. What are what are some other words not not just that have become from this year, but that you still hear that you would kind of like to go away? Is there anything other than that new normal? Like what did they miss? Well, I mean, short of getting into a much deeper conversation, which we can totally do, um, I feel like, and we've talked about this like so many different times, um, 
peeps. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andy hates peeps, actually. <laughs> he hates it. I do. Yeah. No, I I am definitely tired of the new normal or, you know, when this is all over. Yeah. Kind of thing, because we don't know what our future holds right now. And if we're ever going to go back to normal, we just don't know. Well, we're clearly not going back to, well, I guess I should say that the quote unquote normal is is a fluid term and it's never been more fluid than it is right now yeah so because i mean it feels like normal life they're not just different they're not yeah it's not it's not going to be that way ever again because you always have that we're always going to have to be dealing with that i mean unless it's well this is like becomes like polio you know completely eradicated where it's like nothing that you know, okay, you get a shot when you're, you know, six months old or whatever, and then you don't have to worry about it. It's fine. Um, but I don't know. Just to, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Because mm-hmm. they've been warning us about, you know, the next great global pandemic for for a decade or more. Yeah. Um, it's just it's they kind thought of like, it was going to be Ebola. And yeah, it's like they controlled Ebola. It's like the big earthquake or a, a volcanic eruption hasn't happened. Like it's going to happen yeah. at some point. So what it's are inevitable. we doing? Um, and what can we can we get our shit together enough to know what to do next time <laughs> to minimize that? Because I guess the last they keep comparing it to um, Spanish flu, right? So. I mean, clearly yeah. it's been like a century. Well, that's why the Roaring Twenties happened, because everyone wanted to party after they were stuck at home for like a year or two. So then our version of the Roaring Twenties is like dinner at Applebee's? I think, I don't know. Maybe the Roaring Twenties or... will come back, but maybe hopefully less racist. <laughs> or like dinner at, Sunday dinner at Grandma's. And game with no games. prohibition, because then this podcast would be. Right. We need alcohol. We do. And speaking of which, um, on um, that note, that's a yeah, good time. Yeah, so to... there's something I would like to circle back to, <laughs> um, but let's take that's a break hard. first. Okay. Okay. What I've got here is a drink refill. What? <laughs> I don't. I was talking to my lovely friend, um, John, John Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have said his name. I'm pretty sure that name's common enough that. <laughs> um, but he texted me something. It was just like a random, a random thing about the red hot chili peppers. Oh. And, and that was? Uh, I am looking for it, but, um, he sends you pretty random stuff. He does. Um, which is pretty much, <laughs> pretty much par for the course for, yeah. for our relationship, at least our interactions. Um, back, back in the day, maybe that's one that needs <laughs> to go away. Um, we used to, what did to, I call it last week? We used to kind of, uh, in the way back or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> way back oh yeah 
I thought I wrote that down because that was cool. <laughs> I thought that was cool, you know. Oh. Yeah, sometimes your wife's okay. <laughs> sometimes I'm not totally unhip. Um, but we used to, when I went away to college, like I left, we used to have a nice little uh, letter writing um, lake house without the time travel thing uh, <laughs> going on here. And, and uh, he, he did it more than I did, but he would write a letter, but then he would send like weird, you know, like stickers or uh-huh. pins or, you know, shit Oh, like I had that. a friend that I would send letters with, with weird shit in it too. Um, so I'm like, he would send a letter and uh, he would also, say, he sent this thing about, you know, those things that you have the list of three, you have three lists of words and then you can like pick a word from each yes. column and then, and it was like the Shakespearean insult one. Oh, okay. And just super, super nerdy stuff. But he said, so his text read, do you think that Anthony Kiedis would be willing to give it away later or does it have to be now? <laughs> That's great. So my response was, well, considering that you would need uh, to get what he's got and put it in you, time may be of the essence. Because <laughs> wasn't that the, weren't those yeah. the lyrics? Yeah. Gotta get it, gotta put it in you. <laughs> and this oh. was. Uh, I, I like love every time you show me texts from you guys to each other. They're so ridiculous. This was a Tuesday at noon. So. Yeah. There's I'm just no gonna say I was, I was on my lunch break, so yeah. taxpayer money was not <laughs> was not wasted. <laughs> um, I wanted to circle back to Sorry something. Sorry for interrupting. Um, no, you're good. Uh, I actually so when I said unhip a minute ago, mm-hmm. what I normally would have said was lame. Ah, yes. And uh, that made me think about words that basically language and how certain words can be harmful to others. And I, you know, I was thinking like pretty hard about how yesterday I had a difficult time forming the words to describe what was going on without using words that I've been consciously trying to avoid, like crazy, insane, nuts, Mm -hmm. like words that could be used against someone without all of their mental capacities or with mental illness. Right, because there are people with actual, with those actual conditions and illnesses. Right, and so like having... Having been made recently aware of the use of some of those words, crazy, insane, nuts, idiot, moron, the R word. Although I've been on the don't say the R word train for many years at this point. Yes. Um, the other ones were things that I didn't think about until it was kind of not pointed out directly to me, but pointed out in general. And I think that that's something... That we we all could be more aware of, absolutely going forward, and and maybe be more tender about and more understanding about us, you know, like how we respect each other's gender identities with pronoun usage and things like mm-hmm. that. We could also respect 
um, others with mental illness by not using phrases like that, that, that basically poke fun or shine a bad light on those with those disorders. And if we think about it... Among other things. Yeah, no. And I think if we think about it in a historical context that, you know, there have been people throughout history that have suffered from mental illness. And and in, in some regards, it was, you know, things like depression or anxiety or things like that where otherwise you could, you could function, um, you know, to... to a sustainable level in society but um, there are other people that weren't able to be treated and if you watch any movie that um, you know maybe depicts someone with mental illness or you know I was thinking we were watching Amadeus um, yes. the other day and so they they have the scene where he's in that facility which is basically just a generic right like facility and and some of those of course um, some of the people that were in there have conditions that are probably treatable now, but they just basically threw him in a big in a big building and didn't have to worry about him and were cast off and seen as less than human. And I think that's a, the thing that we're getting at is that these are all dehumanizing terms. So there were terms right. that they came up with to describe these people because they were quote well, unquote less like than. Schizo, spaz. Yeah. Like so, don't be such a spaz. Don't be lame. Right. And or I mean, like just to equate it to something that so that someone listening may understand, that's like saying, oh, that's so fucking gay. Right. And using it derogatorily. Was that did I did I that didn't yeah. sound right. Derogatorily. Um, but anyway, that uh, it's equate it with that, you know, mm-hmm. like it is stigmatizing mental illness. And I um Anyway, like the whole reason I brought it up is because it was just kind of recently something that I became aware of mm-hmm. that I was trying to stop doing. And so what happened yesterday and not saying words like, oh, that was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I found new words to describe what was going on. And also why often on the podcast you'll hear me say things like, that's bananas or Mm -hmm. that's bonkers or what a mess, you know, like things Mm -hmm. like that um, instead. And I know that there are are those out there that are, are maybe of the persuasion that we're just nitpicking that we're being overly whatever. um, And it's not that big of a deal. And you know, I'm not offended by it. Why should you be? And it, I think so back to some of those, those, um, those terms like that i'm thinking of the we're all in this together um things like that i mean are 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 essentially just a push for some common empathy Mm -hmm. i mean being empathic toward towards other people and um you don't think of things like oh so i can't use i can't use lame anymore here we go again you know what else can i use? or like the r word has been something that's come up with actual friends of ours it's not about this one singular instance of you using that word and if you're right if you if you know if i'm talking to you and you've been using that word and i tell you you need to stop using that and you do i mean that's not going to solve the 
the issues and the mistreatment of marginalized people that that suffer from that condition or you know whatever whatever mm-hmm. whatever people are being marginalized for you're right this one instance but thinking of things in more of a global perspective where you where you build the capacity for empathy and the talking the most minimal of efforts to just not say something or think of oh maybe i should phrase it a different way i mean that requires almost the least amount of effort you could ask from anybody to do that and a lot of people push back it's like well what what else can can't i say now you know i i can't do that i can't say that this is wrong i can't keep up with that anymore and a lot of people throw that throw that back yeah they act like it's such a burden not to be able to say but if you think about it in terms of like what you're saying and you're suggesting just just being aware of the fact that our language our vernacular contains so many um so many words and phrases that are just throwbacks to times where you know the people say all the time so well it's not as bad as it was back in you know whatever right but but like we're just accepting that it's that it's fine now by saying it's not as bad like when we mm-hmm. just need to be better yeah and it's just if you just sort of embrace that i think i think if you just embrace that mentality you start to become more more self-aware and one you realize that you yourself are probably <coughs> um you know using things that you could you could maybe not use or or use substitutes or alternatives um but i think that just helps you as a person build that capacity to just be more of an empath just to be more of a um a a person that is more caring aware and you know if we some of these challenges that we're going through right now are huge I'm so like sorry. They're huge fucking mountains. And yeah. the only way that we're going to do that is to collectively just sort of build that empathy in all of us. Anyway. Um, totally. And and that's exactly like, you know, I, I was finding myself struggling to find words that were acceptable to use about what happened yesterday and in reference to what happened. And, and that... Like going back and looking at some of the the posts and stuff and seeing people saying, oh, that's crazy. Oh, they're idiots. All that stuff. Um, You know, I don't judge people that still use those words or anything. I've just no. chosen to delete that from my vocabulary as well as you in past episodes you will hear me say, oh, that's fucking stupid or "Oh, mm-hmm. that's so dumb. And those are things that going forward I won't be doing. And if I do, please call me out. Yeah. Because sometimes Same. I just word vomit and I don't mean to. And now that I well, that's the thing is the whole crux of the point is now that you've been made aware that that's shitty behavior, mm-hmm. are you going to continue to do it? And so right. now that I've been made aware that idiot, moron, stupid, dumb, crazy, insane, all of that stuff is potentially harmful to someone. And I'm only saying them so cavalierly 
so that people realize that we use these words every day that if you know that this is now harmful, why would you continue to do that? Right. And my one of the things I always go back to is that when you push back and argue for your, I don't know, right to continue to use that or say that or why it's not as bad, that requires far more effort than to just stop using it. Yeah, like our, our we have a friend that we would often in-person happy hour with yep. who I called out for using the R word pretty often. And he would say things like, oh, like, got to look over my shoulder. Anna's not here so that I can use this word mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it's like, well, like, if you know it's offensive, why do you want to double down on that? Like, right. if you know that it's harmful to someone, it's not personally harmful to me. But I will 100% call you out if I hear you using it Mm -hmm. because I know it's harmful to people. And uh, um, I think I guess the last thing that I'll say about this is just that um, when I was reading, uh, listening audiobook to um, Ijoma Oluo's um, first book, the or the last book. So you want to talk about race? Right. there is a, a part where she talks about, you know, she she's because she's speaking to people that want to become more more aware, more self-aware of of what they're doing, but also how to handle those conversations um, with with people that sort of push back. And and one thing that she says, like, if you can always, you know, it's not always about like the the context that it's in. So it's not about the joke that they made or the one phrase or something that just kind of, you know, was said off the cuff or whatever. But if you, if you can connect it to the, um, sort of more global, more systemic reason of why that is. So, you know, in the example, you know, to use a term like that's, you know, that's, um, descriptive of those with mental health issues you know, to talk about, you know, someone pushes back to say like, well, you know, this systemically, this is how, this is how it leads to the, um, I guess, uh, what am I trying to say here? Stigmatization. The stigmatization. Thank you. That um, word was really hard to get out. No, after that's, two drinks. <laughs> kudos on that. Like that was, that's a $50 bill word right there. Right. Um, stigmatization right and it contributes to that but but if you think about the bigger implications of stigmatizing mental health i mean that contributes to all sorts of things uh and all sorts of ways to suppress that in people so that they don't feel comfortable talking about it or or you know going to someone or asking for help or doing those things and sometimes those people end up being subjected to self-harm Sometimes those people are the ones that are more likely to become radicalized and will end up throwing shit through the window of the Capitol building one day. Right. And, you know, I'm not, I know we said yeah. we weren't going to get into this that. This kids but, is not how you get better. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's your fault if you interacted with this person and, and 
you know, someone used the term like cuckoo bananas or something like that. Oh, or... that's what I always called the kookaburra <laughs> at the zoo. I have to change what I call the kookaburra. I'm not saying that that one singular incident is responsible for this, but you know, every every little thing just normalizes it a little bit yeah. more or stigmatizes it. So, so it's seen as outside of the scope of normalcy, outside of what's <clears throat> acceptable behavior as you know, wherever you are in society. And that continues and continues. And, and the more that's suppressed, the more that that is uh, buried, the more that can lead to those you know those those explosions for lack of a better term where people just like i can't do this i don't know yeah i've never been taught that there's a a a better way to release this so this is how it's released through aggression through violence through self-harm through you know whatever and so if we think about things in more of a global sense i think that we're better off for that personally anyway i think that's a good note to take a break on yeah yeah i mean you're totally right i don't know i know i mean being right is subjective i think i I know that's not what you're going for that's not like the the wisdom of andy podcast (laughs) right because if we just we just talk while we're drinking right and this is (laughs) stuff we would talk about i know right um, this is stuff we would talk about while we're drinking with friends. We just happen not to be drinking with friends. Right. Which is what this entire podcast is founded on. So let's take a break. Let we'll, us. We'll be RB. So I think, you know, since we've been kind of on the topic of like language and the words that we use and how they affect others, I think it would be a great time to talk about what we're watching. Yes. So we, um, we did a nice little year in review, um, episode, uh, where we basically told you about everything that we were freaking watching. Um, like all of it, (laughs) there was so much. So what have, what have we started in the new year? Um, well, first of all, we did, we did start, Cobra Kai. Yes. And we're on the last episode right now, but we haven't. No. Basically, we got to the last episode of season three, and then all this shit went down, and so we had to turn on the news, and that was the Georgia election. And that was so, I don't, if you follow, which I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, um, are friends with me on Facebook. But I posted a screenshot of the notifications I got from AP News, and yeah. I took out the one um, with that had our Amazon Fresh order in there because you know, <laughs> I was just like, yeah. But it was an interesting um, journey through the the progression of things that day because if you remember, it started today is Thursday, so this all stuff all started on Tuesday because that was the the important. Um, runoff election with um, the two Georgia Senate seats. So we were right. we were kind of following that and then realized, okay, you know, it's probably going to be all right, but we're not sure about one of them. So we'll see what happens. 
That um, was one of the like it got so late we just went to bed. We're mm-hmm. like, we'll we'll figure it out in the morning. And so, uh, you know, and it, which often happens, I woke up in the morning and I saw that there were some notifications and there was some stuff about the EU and and then uh, oh, one Georgia Senate race too close to call, and then uh, you know that came in and so we were like, oh, okay, well, some good news, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll deal with that and everyone, especially out there and. Uh, the Twitterverse and social media was sort of celebrating that a little bit, and then shit just well, and then and then they started counting down. votes, right? They started counting electoral votes. Oh, that's right, that's right, because they were doing that. Um, and then after Arizona objected mm-hmm. to which we expected them because uh, of that, we bullshit. did expect. Yeah. Um, in alphabetical order, we got to because Arizona and aliens. Then Aliens from Area 51 uh, Good Lord. reportedly voted <laughs> and Globglar Nebula Xerxes dis, dis right, not agree. Is, is not a county in Arizona is, as far we're as just I like, We're going off on like a, <laughs> like a Jeremiah-style, Simpson-style tangent. Yes. But like, so, yeah, so we started watching that. And then all hell broke loose by lunchtime. Yep. So like by noon, things were unpredictable and bananas. Yes. And they, they continued to escalate. Unsettling. Yes. Escalating is unsettling. Um, my anxiety was very much a thing. Yep. Um no, I mean there was there was a lot. Anyway, uh, before all that, <laughs> before all that, we did watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, and uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone talks about how yes. awesome that show's so rad, man. Like all that, and I can't help but think that it's only awesome and rad and tubular and all that stuff because we have sentimentality for the original karate kids right right so i here here's what i need to do i need to go back and and maybe rewatch. that's a that's another uh rewatch project i mean we just did all the Star Wars. karate kids yeah so i feel like we do, just did that didn't we i don't <laughs> we know just, it was like last year not 2020 but maybe 2019 we watched all of them <laughs> well Maybe with a different lens because, like, they they were they were <laughs> they're kind of like amped up, uh, you know, typical kid movies. I think so I, I think like, that was so their in original the, in the show, the like, original uh, target audience. Was yeah. Just, so it very very much hero's journey, you know. So if you're familiar with literary um, things. There's this thing with the hero's journey. It's all it happened. Star Wars was a thing. I mean, you have this, you know, reluctant introduction of the the protagonist. Uh, I learned about this in film class. Yeah, reluctant hero. There, there's graphics. Just Google hero's journey. Um, you know, uh, intervention from a an older wise sage, supernatural being, something like that. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's this whole circle thing that goes through the hero's journey, and it wasn't anything. Other than that, I mean, there weren't any trysts sprinkled in. Twists. Trysts. What's a tryst? A tryst is something naughty. Oh. Well, there weren't any of those either. Okay. <laughs> I know. It was so <laughs> vanilla. 
But like, but also something that the show explores is the opposite side of that, of maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the hero in the original films was maybe the bad guy a little bit. Well, and I, I've seen things from one perspective to that before. It's, it's almost, uh, it's like the, the thing with Ferris Bueller's yes. where, you know, there's the examination of that from it's just like that Cameron's perspective. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, so I was intrigued by that and that's, it's just, I don't, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's, Obviously, the show, it's, yeah, it's, it's entertaining. It's entertaining enough to keep us mm-hmm. watching and to get that. I just and, like he uses words like pussy all the time. You're such a fucking pussy mm-hmm. or you guys are being a bunch of pussies. And and while I understand from that character while he's using it again, we're talking about language a lot. Mm-hmm. That is not OK to well, kind of misogynize. Is and that a word? Yeah. What? <laughs> it is now. If we it use is, if we use it on this podcast, I, it, it's I, it's part of the zeitgeist. It's now. been used. It's part of the zeitgeist. Anything but we like, say on here. No, I mean like I said, while we were watching it, I was like, Oh, I feel like they're they're like building up this misogynistic character of Johnny, who mm-hmm. was the bad guy in the original movies, but he's also endearing and somehow the protagonist right and so he he has taken under his wing uh these um sort of nerds nerds yeah Mm -hmm. not sort of i mean they're they're nerds so um like outcast type kids the problem with that is that that the the toxic masculinity is still very strong and alive and even if it's it is rampant even if it's displayed in some instances in tongue-in-cheek it's it's really not because um almost and even going back to the movies it was about oh this kid is getting picked on for being whatever or being perceived as being weak and you can't be weak you have to be strong you have to be masculine you have to do this you have to you know because then people aren't going to be um interested in you because once you you know once you quote unquote grow a pair then you get shit done and then girls and will then be into you and, and then, then all this strike stuff. hard strike fast but no mercy here's the problem and again i'm bringing this back to the events that transpired would you say you're circling back um maybe not <laughs> circle it's more of a it's more of an oval you're so ovaling I'm, I'm back. ovaling okay. back okay my bad um but one of the things that um, I think was unnecessarily um, w- w- women were gaslighted when Trump was elected uh, for for being wary and being fearful of a known misogynist and uh yeah, I know I was. Sexual assaulter. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you know, I know I, I was definitely gaslighted for um, being fucking terrified. And not just that, but it, it wasn't just that, but it was because you know, people were saying, well, it's it's the it's the culture that he is encouraging. And all these people that are, you know, these whatever are starting to come out being more brazen, more emboldened. 
And again, like people are being gaslighted and saying like, ah, what are you worried about? They're just, you know, they're just some trolls in their mom's basement. Like they're, they're not going to be anything. But when those are the people that stormed the GD Capitol. Exactly. And that's, that's the whole reason why I brought that up is because, you know, you don't start, you don't start off as a militant radical. Like you don't, you don't be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to (laughs) go, I'm going to go and overthrow government today. Or like you and I talked about yesterday, the El Paso Walmart shooter. Mm -hmm. He was slowly over time radicalized to the point. And he wrote like a fucking manifesto about that. And it all had Trump in it. And it just. That I mean, yes. You do not just like wake up one day and you are that person that's going to do these things. They're the I don't want to pay a lot of time or energy on her. But the the woman that was killed was from San Diego and she was in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. Oh, and that's there's there's a whole thing about that. Um, I don't it, it hasn't come out in news because, of course, not, you know, one I mean, all the things that are going on, but also it's another example of this culture leading to terrible things within the military community. But there is a, a woman, a young woman who was stationed at Fort Bliss, which is the army base in El Paso, that was um, that was murdered um, after reporting incidents of of harassment and assault. And I mean, not even assault. I mean, she was raped. Um, and the comments, like all the things, just like, uh, Vanessa Guillen, who was the, the, the soldier from Fort Hood that was, that was murdered. Um, all the comments are like, oh my gosh, you know, what's, what's going on? What's going on? And it's like, well, there, no, it's, it's continuing to go on. There's clearly a systemic problem that toxic masculinity and, misogyny are woven into the fabric of these institutions and you know again and not just that but aggression fucking tv just show like actual, cobra kai like, is aggression is not i'm not saying cobra kai is re- is not responsible for what no, happened no. yesterday but again we were trying He's to figure like, out oh you're pussies well the whole thing was like we were, we were trying to figure out why people are so enamored of this show and like we get it, the nostalgia or whatever, and and it's always it's always fun to root for the underdog, and to see people get their comeuppance. But like I feel like in this show, there's not any redeemable characters. Right, but I mean, I think I still enjoy watching it. I know. I mean, you know, everyone has their own land, their own perspective, and the own their the oh. <laughs> their own lenses through which they view things. And so I'm just saying that those are the things that people, I mean, they like to see the, the bullied nerd. Like the know, character Dimitri. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. like learn to kick ass and yeah, right. cause they deserved it. Hey, and those bullies deserved it. He kicked him into a bookcase. Fuck yeah. But the problem with that is that, you know, we're we're sort of letting pr- 
problematic behavior continue because the original aggressors or perpetrators did that themselves and this harkens back to the whole <laughs> that whole fun internet post that i had about um fat shaming and i bring this up a lot because it's 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 kind of an important topic to me but when people fat shame the president and i don't it's really frustrating that people have a hard time understanding why myself and other people that are that happen to be in bigger bodies find that problematic because you know people continue to say that well he deserves it he deserves to be called whatever every name in the book right but they don't understand they're not making the connection that insulting you're calling someone, me that too right because you're saying oh he deserves it he's he deserves to be called everything terrible and one of those things that he's terrible for is being fat or having you're a equating bigger body. terribleness or badness with a body that i have right and so another example of that that came up recently actually today that i saw so um Again, people are focused on the Georgia elections. A lot of people are are giving Stacey Abrams and her organizers much due uh, props and credit for the organizing and the work that they did to help these Georgia senators get elected. Um, but there was a coach, <laughs> an assistant football coach from a... <laughs> We're not talking like the University of Georgia or, or a large, it was like a, a junior college or something of that effect. But um, they made a tweet basically comparing her. So he's upset that she won and is insinuating that she won because she found a way to cheat or was paid or bought off by whatever. But in that, he used insults comparing her to Fat Albert and then made a comment about oh enjoy your buffet you know big girl blah 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 whatever yeah uh what what i found obviously there's lots of problematic things in that but what i found most disturbing was the 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 report the article reported that you know this football coach was fired by his institution for his unhinged like racist tweet and that's how they worded it, you know, a, a racist tweet. And I understand that. I totally get that. That is not acceptable. But the article, well, the headline, of course, didn't. But the article did not mention the fatphobic nature of that tweet also. And that led me to the question. That was yes, the main I'm, part of it. I'm glad that, they, that this person is gone, that the institution was like, no, that's absolutely not behavior. But... It begs the question, had he, had he not made a racist comparison, but still kept the fatphobic comments in there? In other words, if that Would first... Would he have kept the his first, job? Right. The first part of the tweet and said, and if it had just been the, uh, well, enjoy your buffet, big girl, right. whatever. Um, I, I will say with about 99 plus percent certainty that he would not have been fired from his job. Correct. And so I, 
I agree with you. Well, linking this back to <clears throat> my whole thing with the, the Trump body shaming post that I did, a lot of the pushback that I got yeah. was from people saying, oh, he deserves it. And I, I'm not even offended. I'm overweight or whatever. And, uh, you know, he deserves it because he does it to other people, blah, 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 blah. So, again, our attempt to try to say that that's not the point. The point was that you're equating one of the things, one of the Fat reasons. equals bad. One of the is... reasons he's, ter- he's terrible for <clears throat> many reasons, you know, for being a, a xenophobe, for being homophobe, blah, 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 blah. One of the reasons that he's bad and that we're trying to make fun of him or call him out for is that he's he's overweight right. or obese. So, I mean, you like, I mean, we have gotten into this on both of our Facebook pages a lot. And I am super bummed that it keeps having to be said. Right. That fat does not equal bad. Right. And that overweight is not something you can health police someone on. That you can't look at someone and determine whether they're healthy. And also, health policing is ableist as fuck. Right. Well, Period. I was, <laughs> I was, uh, one of my previous careers, I was working for a, um, a grant program that was designed to promote healthy eating, behavior, activity, physical fitness and all that stuff amongst elementary school kids to sort of like combat the quote-unquote obesity epidemic and um one of the things that i used to continually bring up is that it's not so much like body health it's heart health um and the example that i used was i don't and i'm dating myself here but a lot of people are familiar with uh the movie critic siskel and ebert (laughs) <laughs> that's not really dating well anyways anyway um siskel i say anyways a lot siskel died of a heart attack and oh siskel, and then everyone thought it was ebert well yeah not only that but i mean that was a, a because ebert an was example the of that okay of if if you survey most of America and say, okay, one of these people died of a heart attack. Which one do you think it was? Yeah, they yeah, would yeah, say, yeah, yeah. oh, it was Siebert because, you know, he's overweight and he blah, blah, blah. He probably, and there's all these assumptions. And those of us, you know, I don't mean this to be triggering and we might have to put a trigger warning in the description mm-hmm. now. But um, anytime we see any depiction of that, there's always an assumption made about our choices and what we eat, what we do, what we don't do, what, you know, how we, mm-hmm. how we're lazy, how are all this other stuff. Um, but also just that visual assumption that, oh, this person must be the unhealthy one and must be the one that has the, mm-hmm. the, um, the condition that will lead to their peril when in fact it was the other one, which no one would have made that assumption. Like no one ever, no one ever, like tries to be uh, supportive of the skinny person. Say, I'm concerned about your health because right. you're, you know, you're eating too much fried food. Like not no, to say no, nobody that, says that. Yeah, not in any way to say that we are, you know, shaming anyone who is naturally thin either. 
Just that. So, you know, I I would be remiss if we did not discuss the other show yes. we started watching, which is The History of Swear Words. Yes. With Sir... Sir no, Nicholas he's, Cage. He's not a knight. <laughs> he's not a knight. I will knight. Sir D- Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage, if you're out there, we will uh, knight you live on this podcast. <laughs> you just have to sponsor us. If you love to sponsor us, <laughs> Nick Cage. I, you, uh, I've i dined uh, with Nick Cage. You've what now? I've dined with Nick Cage. How? Well, so. While you're watching a movie of his, you ate dinner? No, um, I was <laughs> I was visiting a friend in Los Angeles, and we um, we were in Santa Monica, and uh, I'm not going to use proper names, but there's a a diner type place uh-huh. that was a little well well known to the L.A. and Santa Monica people uh, that we popped in, and so we sat down at a booth. And so just like I'm facing you, my friend was facing me and uh, I was just there enjoying my He's facing me about the way. My lovely breakfast when he's like, "Hey, um Nick Cage and Lisa Marie, Marie Presley, right? Cuz that's who he's with at the time." Uh, I I I wasn't there, but yes. Yeah. He did marry her at yeah. one point. Uh he's like, "Uh they just sat down be- behind you." I was like, oh, son uh, of a bitch. Why can't I see this? What? Right. Let's I mean, switch was, seats. Oh, the gods are cruel because Let's I had seats. to do that weird, awkward, and you all cannot see this, so you don't know. But you can you can visualize the awkward. The way you turned like around. Like the way you have to try to turn around <laughs> unbeknownst to the person that you're trying to, you know, I'm just, where's the bathroom? <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so I consider oh, that. Oh, I bet he would have been so but... cool if you were like, hey, man, huge fan of Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would have been chill with that. No, I I would have been like a, a live in the dream. Yeah. Like everything you say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's my syrup. You know, because it was a breakfast place. Do you need some syrup? Yeah. Here's your syrup, sir. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the syrup. A syrup would do. That's, was that Bill Clinton? <laughs> Interesting. You should say. No, I'm just kidding. No. Okay. So we've been watching the history of swearing mm-hmm. or swear words with um with Nicholas Cage. Hosted by Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yes. And uh, my favorite, my favorite thing about it is that he does all the voiceovers yeah as well so when they hearken back to historical figures and and, and he's like oh such. fuck i got shot in the chest yeah. with a fucking arrow or like whatever he says he's doing that voiceover and that's that's probably my best my best thing about the show that i like about it i would love to meet nicholas cage's agent slash agents you had an opportunity and you squandered it, they, Andy. They have done quite. They've had quite the career arc as a collective <laughs> group because right. he's been. In, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> we just call but, this episode "I Know Right." <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, 
I do, John and I had this whole thing where uh, this is probably more of a regional El Paso thing, but um, the phrase "yeah, comma bro," like yeah, could, bro, you could communicate entirely just using that phrase to convey. Oh wow! Every you know the entire range of human emotion and reactions. I can just see using it. That. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, anyway. bro. I feel like I say anyway so much, speaking of language. That's why I say any hoozle. Any hoozle. Um, I think it's time to... But I feel like, yeah, it's it's time to uh, bid adieu. To bow to our partner. Bow to our sensei. Bow to, bow to your sensei. Bow to your sensei. Oh, good. Bow to your partner. Goodness. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So we've uh, we've enlightened ourselves this week in some ways. Yeah, it's been. Uh, we'll be back next week with some ways that you can. <laughs> skincare tips. <laughs> right. Could be that. Hey, could be that. Our our annual exfoliating episode. <laughs> um. We, I guess will be a thing since we've. <clears throat> right, we're picking it'll be up episode forty. Episode 40. Four zero. Dirty. No, it's dirty 30. What's 40? Fun, Over the fun hill? 40, four. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have, have no to find idea. that. We'll figure uh, it out. Anyway. anyway thank you all. Ah! <laughs> I'm going to be so much more aware of that now. Thank you uh, for joining us having a drink, alcoholic or otherwise, uh, with us for happy hour. Yeah. And as always... We the three Bs. Take care of yourselves and be safe. Be smart. And be sanitary. <laughs> <laughs>